Jesus Christ. As we worship you this evening, Father, once and for all, settle every one of us. Settle every one of us. Settle on the unsettled areas, O oh God. Let your name be glorified. Blessed be the name of the Lord. From everlasting to everlasting, Jesus is Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now help me put those beautiful hands together and bless the Lord. What a good God that we serve. I want you to help me look at two people around you and say, today is your day. You don't understand. Say, today is your day. God is going to give you the key that will unlock the door of your breakthrough. If you're that person that I'm prophesying to say, amen. You know, there are, there are keys because there are doors. When you struggle, it is because you have not been able to go through a door. It takes a door to allow you to go to another level. Today, the Lord is going to hand over the keys. Somebody, you're going to unlock that door. You're going to the level you used to admire in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad for Grace Assembly that the Lord never leaves us without a word, a sure word in season. Why don't you celebrate the Lord for me as, uh, along with me this evening? Our God is so faithful. And... Um, as I welcome you this evening, I want you to settle down and gain wisdom today. Anybody who really hears what the Lord has to say, it becomes absolutely impossible for you to remain at the level that you are. Nobody said amen. <laughs> now, let me ask you, have you reached the level that God wants you to be at? The word of the Lord, bring me the word of the Lord again to us this year it says he will settle us and that scripture says that god who will by himself complete and make you what you ought to be it talks about what you ought to be how you ought to be what you ought to have and the level you ought to be reigning from and i'm quite sure some of us may be near it but i'm sure none of us has reached there by the key we're going to get today, we're going to move and accelerate in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to start, I'm going to backtrack to Sunday. At Multimedia, I would like to run through my three slides for Sunday, and that will be very helpful to set the background. On Sunday, I came to you again with a word of the Lord that takes us in another direction, but the direction the Lord has for us. And it's entitled Team Up. Now read the next line with me. After Team Up, one, two, three, go. No team, poor team, or winning team. You know, the truth is that there are everybody here, you are in one category out of three categories. And I mean no disrespect. And those that are listening, the truth is you are either running solo, you have no team. You either think you don't need it, or you are discouraged, or you're just struggling on your own or you could have a team but it's not the winning team and that means it's a poor team may god deliver us from whatever we have attached ourselves to that will not allow us to get there in jesus name and there's also the last one where the lord wants us to get to the winning team the scripture there says two people that means a team are better than one because they get more done by working together when god wants to settle us 
he lets us know that in the process of trying to settle us, we are likely to need a team. And we looked at a man called Peter. And Peter truly was the first apostle, perhaps until we can say, Saul who became Paul showed up. Now, when it was time to settle him, the Bible says he had struggled all night and caught nothing. And this year, the Bible says to us, the word of God comes to us to say, after you have struggled for a while and you have suffered for a while, it says God will by himself come and settle you and make you secure. And so this was what happened to a Peter who caught nothing. And the Bible says Jesus, in all his tiredness, showed up and said, come and serve me. And he agreed to serve, and this is a call to some people who refuse to serve. It was at the end, he said, cast your net. Now, Peter said something, and it was the truth. He said, we've tried this thing before, and it didn't work. Hello, somebody. How many times have you said this kind of thing before? I have tried it before, it didn't work. But when the Lord is your boat, what did not work is going to work. Can somebody say amen? And so, well, he says, nevertheless, at your word, I will give it a shot. He caught so much fish that the net began to broke. From catching not even a minnow, so much large fish, the net began to tear. I told you on Sunday that not only would the fish have escaped from the torn net, the net would not be useful for the next day. So his case would have been worse than before Jesus showed up. But thank God the Bible says he signaled to his partners. And they came and they helped him and both boats were filled and I asked a question yesterday Jesus wanted to settle him supposing there were no partners from the time Jesus said cast your net down for a catch he never said anything again he never did anything there's a point the Lord will help you to you better have sense to complete your own journey today the, the key and the roadmap that will help us to be able to bring in the, 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 the spoils of God settling us is about to be put in our hand. And I pray that you will listen. I pray that you focus. And those that are watching online, don't let the traffic disturb you. Don't let anybody disturb you. So that the promise of the Lord will not elude any one of us in Jesus' name. Now, I promised you on Wednesday that when the Lord says he wants to settle us, we need to ask for instructions in righteousness the bible says the, uh, says the the word of god is also for instruction in righteousness that we may be thoroughly equipped for what god wants to do and i promise you that this wednesday i'm going to take us to a place where we find out how to team up and perhaps who to team up with and who not to team up with is somebody glad to be in church today <laughs> And so I want you to bring up the slide for this evening as we look into the subject. Very simple, how to pick a winning team or pick a winning team, how to pick winning teammates and partners and how to get ourselves to be qualified for others to pick us. How many of you think this is a good subject? Do you know the Lord can say team up and you don't know how to team up? And even if you're so excited and willing to team up, supposing you don't know how to pick a winning teammate, the 
the situation may get even worse than before. And many of us, I told you that in this year, it's not just about you picking a team. You can, I, you can pick a team and you can be picked into other teams. So while some people get only one settlement, me and you, we're going to get multiples of settlement in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, another thing that concerns me is this, that it is kind of hypocritical when you are looking at people and say, are you worthy to be called a winning teammate or partner when you have not even looked in the mirror to see whether you, that you want to pick me, whether I will agree to be in your team? Hello. You're not listening. If you want to pick me, and you are looking at me and say, this fellow, ah, does it fit into my winning team? So as you open your mouth, say, so what makes you think you, I want to team up with you? Where you start with is the man in the mirror. Do you yourself fit the bill to be a winning teammate? Because if you come to someone like me, and you think I'm going to be on your team, I'm going to look at you very well. I'm not going to be excited ab about your offer. You better look like where I'm going, otherwise it ain't going to work. Ha! Huh. And somebody asked me this question today. Captain Brown, all the way from the United States, he answered my query, which I posted on the church group. He said, Pastor Walsh, you're talking about all this. What about people who don't want to team up with you? You pick them, they don't want to pick him up with you. I did answer him then because he must be online now. I wanted him to find out so that you can partake of that possibility. And we want to see why. So the, the question is not just how to pick winning teammates and partners. It is also how you can get qualified to be a winning teammate or partner yourself. The scripture is on the, on the screen there. Acts 6 verse 3 the amplified abridged version says therefore why didn't you read with me therefore select men of good and tested attested character and repute full of the holy spirit and wisdom insight whom we may assign to this business hello somebody how many parameters are there men of good and tested character and reputation full of the Holy Spirit wisdom and insight and then you can assign them a business that is critical to your own success why is an exercise in utility will be our portion in Jesus name I said in Jesus name the word select is in what color screen don't look at me, look up at the screen. The word select is red. Why do you think it's in red? Nothing makes. Can you change this microphone? And it, you make me feel like you're always trying to scuttle what I'm trying to do. Once I get on the stage, all kind of things start happening. And I have a microphone. It doesn't matter which microphone, just give me one that works. Hello. Hello. Nothing else in the scripture is going to help you if you miss the word select. 
The word select, is it directed at angels? Is it what God is going to do? Come on now. Is it what God is going to do for you? Who is going to do it? So I put it in red to realize that in the day God wants to settle you, you would have to select your team. Just like Peter, as anointed and as favored as he was, had picked his team before the Lord even sent him on an exercise. And the Lord didn't ask him whether you have a team or not. You want me to settle you? That's your settlement. The rest is in your hands. So the, the, it's all about selection. The word selection presupposes that you're going to have options. And when you have options, Satan is going to plant decoys all over the place and fake substitutes so that even if you select, he was going to try to make you lose your settlement by selecting the wrong person. That will not be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a scripture I want to share with you, Proverbs 13 and verse 20. I think I posted that, yes. This is what I posted on the chat group. The New English translation says, the one, verse A of New uh, English translation says, the one who associates or teams up with the wise grows wise. The one who does what? Associate. The one associ associate means to team up. It's not just friendship. It's a bit more than that. You associate, you actually wrap around somebody or you let somebody wrap around you. So in many ways, you are kind of one. So the one who associates or teams up with the wise, he grows. That means up. That means more wise. Now, the God's word version in verse B says, whoever associates or teams with fools will suffer. The what grows is what? Up. Suffer is down. Both of them associated. But the question is, with whom? The one who associates, heard the pastor say it's time to form teams, but associates with wise people and teams up with them will grow wise and be blessed but whoever it means whether you're born again or not whether you speak in tongues whether you're spiritual whoever no matter who you are you associate or team up with fools ah i jump and pass in jesus name we suffer is it not suffering the lord Bible says after you have suffered a little while that he wants to settle you now pick the wrong person and you go back the end of the man is now worse than the beginning Someone say, I jump and pass. Now, before we go any further, we're talking about teaming up. Where God wants to take you, you can't do it alone. You know, it's easier to plant a farm alone than to harvest alone. You know what you plant? You plant a tiny fraction of what your harvest is going to be. Let me first ask one question. We're talking about teaming up. We're talking about partnerships. Educate me. What are the kinds of partnerships or teams that are possible in life? If I ask a woman, what kind of partners are there? I know what they're going to say. Life partner. You know, women, they, they're into their thing, life partner. Why are you all looking at me like that? Is it true or not? The moment that he said partner, all the women are thinking, 
life partner because they're very romantic beings. We celebrate the women, particularly uh, as is the International Women's Day. Can you help me appreciate them? Uh, look at the way you are clapping. <laughs> Nothing wrong with life partner, but it's only one kind of partnership. And as good as it is, it is not sufficient for you to get to where you're going. It plays a part, but there are other parts. So the question, because it is an interactive uh, midweek service, would be what kind of partnerships or teams are we supposed to focus on? Apart from life partners, what other kind of partnership? Most women are switched off now after life partner. The matinee life partner at the breakfast, everything's okay. Business partners, what are you doing? Can you clap for my girl, please? Business partners, how many of you realize that if you got into the right business partnership, you know what happens? Your trajectory goes like this. Hello, I said hello. What kind of partnerships? Or teams apart from life partner and business partner do we have we have to say this thing so that you know where I'm going it's not just a Bible study this is a life class whether you're going to make it or how far you're going to make it we're going to settle it yes ma prayer partner come on now Woo! you see people are not clapping they don't have prayer partner What kind of other partnerships do we need in life to get to where we're going? Life partner, business partner, prayer partner? Family partner. Hmm, I'm not sure I understand that. Give, enlighten me a bit. Oh, in your family, somebody you grow together with. It could be a cousin or something. Help me clap for him. That's a good one. Okay, let's go on. Yes, ma. Sorry? When we were in the university, we had tutorial partners. Tutorial, tutorial. I don't know whether they do it. Tutorial days. partner. Yes. Oh, that you study together. Yeah, yes, That's days. a wonderful one. Hallelujah. What about teammates? What kind of teams are important in life you're going to win? Yes, sir. Together. So, like some kind of vocational teammates. For example, like uh, uh, Minister James is mm -hmm. into travels and tours. Yeah. I'm into uh, consultancy. So, yes. himself and I, we team together. So, if anybody is traveling, yeah, they can seek for my consult, uh, they can consult me. Then, mm -hmm. when it comes to ticketing or when it comes to visa, how to get visa or something of that nature. I lecture that person, these are the requirements, these are what you will do, these are all necessary things. But the Minister James is in charge of the ticket. He knows the cheapest fare. He knows where you can the get The best route yeah, and all that. And he knows the best route. 
So we team up together. Hmm. Vocational teammates. Okay, and to be again, where's Ine? Can he get my stool for me? We also have partners in our profession. Like okay, professional partners and teammates that you collaborate together. How many of you have heard of Collabo? If, let me tell you, when people collaborate, well, everybody is full. We're seeing musicians do it and they're getting stronger, but we're not learning. Bible says go to the ant and go and learn. As small as the ant, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, go to the ants and go and learn. See, no matter who it is, if you're doing wrong, it's wrong. But if you're doing right, I will learn. So collaboration is a kind of team partnering or teammates or forming teams. Now, I haven't settled that. Let me ask you, for all the teams that we talked about and the, and the partnership we talked about, how many do you have? How many have you done well? Most people here probably have only one. The best of the people have only two. We've named about seven, eight. And you can tell why you are weak in the race of life. But there is wisdom. And there is a way for us. God will make a way for us in Jesus' name. Now, they, I have heard it said that if you don't know the answer to something, then look for what is not the answer. By eliminating what is not the answer, whatever will be left in the basket will be the answer. So if you want to know how to pick winning teams and winning teammates, yeah? Question then is, if you don't know how, let's start from who we ought not to pick as a teammate or a partner. When we eliminate all those ones, whatever is left in the basket is likely to be okay to be a teammate or a partner. Let me first read, I posted this just to generate some excitement and get people to start thinking because as a teacher, if you don't get it right, I don't, I'm not happy. Because it is in your getting it right that my job is done and I see your testimonies and I see you get better and uh, I'm fulfilled. Uh, Pastor Collins says to the question, who should people not team up with? He says people should team up with others who can add value, especially in the areas where they are deficient. But that's not the question. The question is, who are we not supposed to team up with? So, I go to the next one. You see, Pastor Collar too, didn't answer the question. He says, relating to Saul and the servants you need, you need to associate with people who can push you to the next level. That's not the question. The question is, who not to associate with? <laughs> Pastor Collar too, did not answer the question. He's telling us who to associate with. So I'll skip it. I jumped that one past. Okay. Online Katu is not answering the question. Pastor Steve. Aha. Uh -huh. The first person to answer the question is Pastor Steve. Please clap for him. It says people should not team up with anyone going the opposite direction to your destination. Is that right or not? If you're not going where I'm going, there's no point. I wish you well, I love you, but you cannot be on my team. Do you know that 
the Bible says we should love everybody. But it didn't say you should team up with them. You know, some people think because you love somebody, you must team up with the person. Fa, 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 foul. David had seven brothers. He did not team up with any one of them. He loved them. He fought for them. He teamed up with Jonathan, who he was not related to. The reason why he teamed up with Jonathan, we're going to find out. The reason sometimes nepotism can be the reason why you drown. You can love the people you're born with, but they may not be on your team. It took forever for Jesus to team up with James, his brother. It was almost towards the end that James joined Jesus. When Jesus was going to team up, he went and picked people that were heading his direction. May God give us wisdom in Jesus' name. Pastor Etefiatu didn't answer the question. Oh, no, no. He answered the question. He said, never team up with people who can't see the reality of your dreams. Is that right or what? So clap for him. I... Never team up with people who can't see the reality of your dreams. You're talking to somebody all the time and they can't see it. But you like them so much, you team up with them. What is going to happen to that dream? That dream is going to be a struggle. May our dream not end up just a struggle in Jesus' name. Awesome says, never team up with people that lack insight. The man has been listening to his pastor. The, man, the person you like has eyes but has no insight. Then you go team up with him. Well, I go bust. Minister Shema says we should not team up with negative people. People who complain about everything. Negative people always see why it will work. Negative people are always looking for what is wrong. But the people who believe your dream and they have faith, they, their approach to things are different. Praise God. A round of applause again for Minister Shema. Ah, Pastor Laolua Davis, all the way from the United Kingdom, sends us his contribution. He says, please don't team up with pessimists and backbiters. They will mess you up. Is that right or what? So why are you not clapping? <laughs> we have a bucket of possibilities and what we're doing, and we're fishing out the ones that won't work. So that at the end of it, whatever we have left should work. And so these people are helping us. And if we're learning something, we should do the right thing. I appreciate them. Hmm. Huh. Pastor Lalua Davis says again, don't team up with people who don't believe in you, don't believe in your dream or vision. He says they are destiny dis distractors. Hello. You look for partnership sote, you look for teammates sote, you go and pick somebody who, don't, who doesn't believe in you. You need to make a U-turn. 
There's no way God can settle you when you're with the wrong people. It's very hard. Captain Brown says, don't team up with the blind if you're not sure of your own sight. <laughs> Multimedia give us Luke 6 verse 39. I didn't even read that scripture. Luke 6 39 from Captain Brown. It says, don't team up with the blind if you're not sure of your own sight. Me, I even think if you're sure of your own sight, still don't team up with the blind. <laughs> Supposing they hold you and they drag you down. <laughs> okay. Aha. And he says, Jesus spoke a parable to them saying, can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? That is wisdom. A round of applause for Captain Brown again. Dora says, don't team up with deceitful people and vision killers. There are some people that they listen to your vision and they act interested. They act like you, they're with you, but their heart is far away from you. Jesus said, with their mouth, they draw near unto me, but their heart is far away from me. Those people will kill you. We need insight to know what people really believe in their heart before we commit into a partnership or a team. Praise God. Now let me throw this question to the floor again. How is it that we're able to pick winning teammates? Is it not by first knowing who you should not team up with? So the few people that are left, you now want to categorize them, which one is my best option? We want to sweep the negatives out. Somebody here. Has it occurred to you who you should not team up with? Maybe because of the series we've been having, you now have an understanding I want you to share. Anybody? Okay. Give the young man the microphone. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I good evening. You shouldn't team up with small-minded people, people who don't think big and dream big because it would definitely affect what they tell you when you go to meet them, let's do this, they'll say, ah, no, we can't do that. So don't team up with small-minded people. Thank you. Can somebody give me a Bible story that embellishes what he's saying? Joshua got to the promised land and he sent people to go and check it out. Twelve people. Ten came, say, we're like grasshoppers. Forget it. Let's go back. Supposing he teamed up with them. The story of Joshua will have ended in a disaster and shame. But two of them said, we can do it. And Joshua says, I'll line up with you. Let's go for it. Who are the two teammates? Bible study. Caleb? Hmm? Joshua and Caleb. I saw, sorry, Moses sent them out to spy. Joshua and Caleb. You see, Moses parted the Red Sea. Moses did a lot of miracles. But he needed partners. You can go all the way close to what you want. You may need partners to get a hold of it. May we not miss it in Jesus' name. So that embellishes what you said, that don't listen 
to negative people, small-minded people. They say, uh, ambassador, you can't, you okay. You are just ambassador in Greece Assembly. You can't move with real ambassadors. Look at what happened in Netherlands. You are moving with real ambassadors. Can you clap for this man, please? Yeah? When they were uh, because they are they, because of their leprosy, they were they were ostracized. Yeah. yeah. So when there was a war, and there's nothing for them to eat, mm. and there's food in the town, if they were afraid of the war that they will kill them, you know, they won't be able to. They will just die like that. But you, they, you know, the angle I even see is that it was four lepers. <laughs> Yes, that formed the winning team. The people that didn't have leprosy, they had no, they, they had no, yes. <laughs> they had nothing to contribute. Can you clap for him, please? Okay, let me run through this because you're not as quick on the take as I like. Okay, Pastor Etefia. Okay, the pastors are revving their engines now. Give him a microphone, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want to. Um, just add to what he said. This is um, more like a, um, a life experience, which is what I've, uh, it has guided me on every other journey in life. I think it started, um, it was when I was, I think, in third year in university. And those stories I still tell my children how to um, find who to partner to have success. In life, nobody is really going to move so long with you if you really don't have anything to offer. And so, um, even though you need something, you meet people who can give it to you. They also want something in exchange. Sometimes, what they want may just be the passion you bring to the table. So it was in my third year university. We we're having some courses, and you know, you know how you go to a new year, and then the people before then start telling you about those courses. How you can never pass those courses. How no matter what you do, you can never pass those courses. So. We were in this group believing that oh, nothing you would do, you can never pass those courses. Were those courses difficult? They were very difficult engineering mathematics. You couldn't even figure out how some people came up with them. So there we were, a group of people believing that it was not possible. And we, we had a target of the grades we wanted. If they can just give us C, we are okay. If they can just give us D, we are okay. Based on what you've seen, based on what people have said, and truly it was true. You will see it said before you, maybe only five had A's or B's. And so you were saying to yourself, these people could really be very mean. And so it happened the first semester started, and I fell into that category that you can't pass those courses until the first semester has finished. And I discovered that these are the courses we are going to take until the fifth year. And so if I continue like this, I, I don't want to, there are grades I don't want to have. And so I now discovered some set of people, despite all this, they were making their A's like nothing happened. They were making their B's and they were even still complaining. So I met up with one of them and a very good friend. And so teaming up means if we stay within the people or like he said, the mindset that it cannot happen, you will definitely find it not happening. So what did I do? I teamed up with this young man for every time he's solving his mathematics, I go through it. And sometimes he just solve it and give it to me. If I have to cram the one I don't understand, I cram it there. So once the lesson, I teamed up with him and before I knew it, 
it was not only just one of such. I just got to know that for every time he studied, people of his like minds were gathering in rooms. Whilst on the other side, we were also gathering in rooms saying, let's just even try to get our D and C. And so I stayed with them for a long time. And I could tell you that from that second semester, third year to my fifth year, the least I had was a B in those courses that were very difficult. So what am I saying here? that if you have to team up, there are people there. Sometimes they try to have the advantages they also take from me. And so there's some things you must also bring to the table. Sometimes maybe your passion, it may be um, access to some things, but whichever way, there are, when you find people who are making it, the question is, if we sit there long enough, then we'll understand it. One of our general managers used to say, if you don't understand how some success are being gotten, just copy them. Later, you will get to understand. Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, that kind of clapping is not for a pastor who has blessed us. Hallelujah. You know, he has spoken across the spectrum of the things we need to discuss. He said he got to a university. And the general talk was that these courses are difficult. If you're lucky, you get a C. If you get a D, you're still okay. And that was the language. And he joined. Until he saw that some people are getting A's and they were not sweating. What happened to you is what I'm trying to get happened to in Grace Assembly. You saw a better team. You looked at yourself and said, I need to change my team if I want to change my life. Now, when you try to move to that team, you didn't tell us that part. Your old teammates must have been giving you some trouble. If you let them hold you, you know, some people will hold your shirt. You move the shirt. I beg. I would rather get to my destiny with my vest. So, generally, what it is is we want to study teams. Bad teams, poor teams, and winning teams. Then you decide which side do you want to be on. You have to be able to study them. And then another thing you said is for you to join a winning team, you, they want something from you as well. Which is the second part of the, of the story on the caption on my slide and how to get qualified. For them to accept me, what do I bring to the table? It's foolishness to imagine that because you speak in tongues, that's why they will take you. You said it may be your passion. It may be this and that. So in the process today, I want to arm you with things that will enable them open the door for you and that you're smart enough. When you enter that door, not lie and not go anywhere, you stay. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You want to say something? All right, let's hear the young man. Uh, good evening, church. Good evening, pastor. Uh, I feel like uh, we shouldn't partner with people that uh, that talk too much. Like, for example, when Jesus met the man that, that wanted to enter the water and asked him, do you want to be healed? And then he, he was saying, uh, I've been trying to get into the water. Uh, each time it's bubbling and all that. And just asked him again, do you want to be healed? And then he kept on explaining. He finally said, yes. So imagine if Jesus had walked away, he had that patience. Or just like me saying, I meet somebody for an example, and I'm asking you, what is your name? You're telling me, okay, my name is this, I'm from this, I'm from that, I eat this, I like this, I like that. I just asked you a simple question, and you're talking too much. So if you're talking too much, that means you're not going to give in much action towards what we're going to achieve. 
So I don't partner with such people. So people that talk a lot usually don't get a lot done. Yes. We're talking about those who you ought not to partner with. When people talk, talk is cheap. In fact, that man, I don't think he answered the question. Jesus just said, take, take your uh, bed and go home. That was mercy. Ordinarily, the door of opportunity does not stay open for anybody for a long time. As it closes, it opens to somebody else. The man, after 38 years, he will have been there for another 38 years. Wherever we have been for too long that doesn't fit us, we're getting out of there in Jesus' name. Say louder, amen and amen. I want to run through very quickly, and you can take some notes now. Who not to team up with and who not to partner with? Users. What did I say? Users, people that use others. The moment you know somebody is a user, don't waste your time, don't waste your resources, look for another teammate. Users will use everything you've got, give you nothing, and by the time they're done with you, it's probably too late. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. The cousins of the users are takers. They will take everything you've got to offer, and they have nothing they're going to give to you. They're the people I call Wiley. Wiley is a means for W-I-L-Y. Wiley, corny people. Hello. If they know you're looking for a winning teammate, they will dress like one. They act like one. There's nothing they want to give you. They are going to convince you until you bring the little you have. And then they disappear. Wiley. Have you met some people like that? Alagbari. They date plenty. Lazy people. Never partner with lazy people. People that sleep too much, sleep and poverty are Siamese twins. If I come to your house 10 o'clock, you're sleeping. The next day I come to your house at 9 30, you're sleeping. I will just be your, I'll just love you from afar. I, if you, it's in the Bible, sleep and poverty, they are twins. So, since I don't want to be poor, I will love you from afar, no problem. Hello. You see, some people can't talk now. Some people are quiet. When you want to be qualified to be a winning partner, if you want to be a partner with me, you cannot love sleep. When we need to go, we need to go. Set your alarm. Pa, pa, pa. We go there. We make it. We share the spoil, like Peter and his partner, good measure, pressed down, shaking together. In fact, the Bible says, the sleep of a hard-working man is the one that is sweet. The sleep of lazy people tends to bad health. Your liver, your blood, your cells will slow down and you get old before your time. It's the sleep of a hard-working man. You know, you walk, so tell, as you're eating, you're dozing. When you sit back sleep, angel will go to your back account, settle everything. When you wake up, oh yeah, praise God. When you see lazy people, please don't team up with them. I'm giving you all the crunches. And people that are social climbers, some people are not your level. But if you watch them, they will social climb from here to here to here to here. You that they met here, that you think they like you, is because they started here. 
they have to pass you to the next level when you see the way they have dropped people in the past learn a lesson what goes around comes around they're going to leave you and they're going to go here they're going to climb this they're going to climb down until they fall down that's a good place for you to clap for me <laughs> who not to partner with who not to pick as a team member social climbers and dishonest people if you watch them they never give you a straight answer i'm always watching people when i ask you a question you dance around the place i go away next day i ask you a question you dance around the place after a while i put you at some distance if you're not on my winning team you may be finding out why i love you greet you smile but i ain't gonna embrace you that's right praise god Dishonest people, crafty people. What about traitors? Jesus picked one called Judas as part of his winning team. But it was not a mistake. That's why he asked the question, say, one of you who sit here is going to betray me. Jesus didn't make any mistake. If nobody betrayed him, he will not go to the cross. He will not finish his assignment. He had to pick the person because the others will not do it. So it was not a mistake. He knew him. He said, he who puts his bread in the soup with me is the one that will betray me. Most of us never know who betrays us. It catches us by surprise. Can I tell you something? Don't wait for it to happen to you. Watch the person. Everybody, like a car moving, you can smell the exhaust. If it's on the dirt road, you can see the tire tracks. Track people's behavior. You will know whether they should be on your winning team or not. What are your hands doing? Come on now. Well, I told you in this church, when you learn something, the way you clap, you're saying, Father, thank you, then it stays in your heart. Then you, if you're not grateful for something, you are not able to keep it. What about Smart Alex? That's a British um, kind of coined way of describing Smart Alex. They always have the right answer. They show up at the right place, but their heart is not right. Never judge people by what they say. Watch out for what betrays their heart. Smart Alex can... They can, they can get into anybody's door, get through anybody's heart. But you need to know that smart Alex never deliver on their promise. A smart Alec, he's so smart, you can hardly catch him out, but he's not going to deliver. How many of you have had a close friend that was a smart Alec? How many of you have had someone like that? They say the right thing, they look right, but they never deliver. Years later, you say, ah, but let, let's think about it. There's nothing positive I got gained from this person. There's nothing that they delivered. They're so convincing, you may not even know they're not delivering. May God deliver us from them. In fact, may we deliver ourselves from them. This smart Alex, they outsmart, they're out to outsmart people. The way they live is outsmarting people. So if you're smart, they will outsmart you. The earliest time you recognize them, please change your team. Do not. You cannot win with a smart Alec. It's not going to happen. What about the ungrateful people? 
can an ungrateful person be a good teammate? Can an ungrateful person be a good partner? Whatever you do for them, they're not grateful. Watch them how they talk about people that have helped them before. Watch how they treat them. Your own is coming. And generally, ungrateful people, God doesn't bless them. So when you join with somebody, God will be saying, I wish you were not with that person. Otherwise, I will have blessed you. May God help us to jump and pass in Jesus' mighty name. We're talking about who not to team up with. What about the unkind pe people? Very unkind people. I won't call them wicked, but they're just not kind. Do you know sometimes it is in the place of your kindness that God will use to settle you? So when you team up with somebody that will not allow you to show kindness, you may miss your best opportunity. Unkind people, generally God uses your good heart to position you to bless you. So unkind people miss the opportunity because they're always looking for how to be better than everybody. They have no time to be kind for, to people. What about opportunistic people? Who knows what I mean? Opportunistic people. Somebody help me. They don't make good partners. Opportunistic people is they're looking for the opportunity to get something from you. Get something from that person. And once they get it, they turn back, they're gone. And generally, the people that God wants to use to help you, they may have noticed. And because you're joined to that person, they close you. You see, opportunistic people, they can get something, but they usually don't get the real thing. Hello. That's a good place for you to clap again, because I'm giving you... What about greedy people? Should you partner with greedy people? Why not? I said, why not? Hmm? Greedy people will do themselves. You want to say something? What you get, they will take it from you. Because Even what you take, get a hand, they will take it from you. When they caught fish, if you partner with a good, <laughs> with a greedy person, <laughs> you will have been towing another boat. As you say, fill the two boats. You first fill the hidden one. Fill they say, ah, it's small that it may know. Peter manage this like that. So your blessing may never really show when you partner with the greedy person. They always have a trick behind their back. And people that lack faith don't partner with people that have lack faith. Hello, somebody. Don't partner with people that have faith. As a Christian, God. The, the, the currency of heaven is not naira, is not dollar, is faith. So when you want to transact, so to speak, in the heavenly terms, in the time God wants to settle you, you have to have faith. If you are in partnership with somebody that lacks faith, when you want to give, you'll be whispering to you, say, no, no, don't tell them how much we have. Say, there's no need. There's no need. Keep this one. Keep this one. What happened to the couple in Acts of Apostles? I forget their name. Ananas and Sapphira. They took counsel together. They had no faith. They had no faith. 
they will tell you as if it's wisdom. There's Bible says there's no wisdom or counsel or knowledge against the Lord. Glory to God. And there are the ones that the flaky ones. Let me explain the word flaky. I checked in the dictionary. It says a flaky person is not reliable in performance, unstable, is not reliable in performance or in behavior. They are undependable. A flaky person, when it is time to show up, you just find that they're not reliable. And the door just shuts in your face. What you have worked on for five years, a flaky partner will let you down. They are unreliable in performance and in behavior. And they don't partner with time wasters. Hello there. Come on now. Do you know who a time waster is? They will talk, they will do, but they don't, they're not committed to anything. After two years, you find that this person has been wasting my time. Once you see somebody is a time waster, don't argue with them. You see, that's another thing. This class of people, don't argue with them. Like Pastor Ephraim, what did you do? You changed your team. Do you know if you were arguing with those boys, your second year, third year, you should be arguing with them, trying to persuade them why you should change him. But you just changed him, and from your second year, bam, 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 you took off. Is somebody being blessed today? If any such person is in your life and want to engage you and be talking, they're wasting your time. Time is of the answers. You need to find the right team, spend time with them, and accelerate towards your goal. May the Lord help us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't also pick as a teammate someone who is not a promise keeper. Who believes what I'm saying? They're not promise keepers. Just watch how many things they promised. You will know a man's character by how he keeps his promise. If Bible says, if you're faithful in small things, come on now, you'll be faithful in big things. But if you're not faithful in the small promises you have made, they will disappoint you when it's time to share the booty. They will divert it before you wake up. In fact, Proverbs 25 and 14, the New Living Translation says, A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and winds that bring no water. Oh, it's up on the screen. A person who promises a gift and doesn't give it is like clouds and the wind that bring no water. Never partner with somebody who is not a promise keeper. And then lastly, don't partner with somebody who is giving to change. The Bible says this. Proverbs 24 verse 21. The Amplified Version says, My son, do not associate. That's the word associate. It didn't say friend. Do not associate with those who are giving to change of allegiance. I don't think you heard me what I'm saying. If you partner with somebody that changes allegiance in a very fickle way, that's how they're going to turn on you. Do not associate. That's the word again. The word associate talks about starting a company, starting a deep relationship, teaming up with somebody. He said, don't do it with somebody who is given to change of allegiance. Why? Because a partner should be there for the days of adversity. Once wind blow, they're gone. 
Don't do it. Don't do it. And finally, I think I, I think I've I've said that. Now I want to now give you a few things. You know, when God talked about it's not good for a man to be alone, I don't think he was talking only about marriage. Because you're married you can be married to somebody who is not your winning partner. It's true. You can be married to somebody who is your partner at home, but is not your partner in doing great things. In fact, there are partners that do not want their spouse to do well. Because they think if you do well, you may, you may get stolen-headed and so on and so forth. So they will be quiet, but they will not help you. Let me show you what I mean. Give me uh, Genesis 28, uh, 2 verse 18. The English reverse version. It says, then the Lord God said, listen to this. It, I see that it is not good for man to be alone. It says, I will make him a companion that he needs. Not so much the one he wants, the one he needs. The question is, who do you really need in your life? What is the quality of person you need in your life? One just right for him. So, it's good to be married, but beyond marriage, there is a part of your life that is not good for you to be alone. You need to find somebody who is a companion you need, one that's just right for who you are and where God is taking you. Do you get it? The Amplified Version says, Now the Lord God said, It is not good or beneficial. There's no real benefit. In that arrangement for the man to be alone i will make him a helper one who balances him you know we all have areas of our life that it doesn't balance so what use is it if i'm already going down this way i now add somebody who is going who is heavy on this side if i'm heavy on this side and i'm going to fall i need somebody who will be strong on this side to bring me back to equilibrium some of us you pick somebody that is exactly like you and both of you the one who balances him, listen to this, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. When you're picking a winning partner or a teammate, the word you should watch out for, does this person compliment me? Not that he pays me compliment. You don't get it. Somebody can be paying you compliments but does not compliment you. It's not paying me compliment. It's to bring to the table what makes me a superman. <laughs> praise God. I said praise God. The New English translation says, The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a companion for him who corresponds him. When you want to pick a winning teammate, when you want to pick a winning partner, it is somebody who corresponds to you. The word corresponds, I think I have the definition, is to be in conformity and to be in agreement. Are you listening? God said the person that you need is somebody who is in conformity with you and to, uh, to correspond to you. It says that is the person who is in conformity. The person fits. 
Don't try too hard to fit somebody into your life, into your business. And that person should be in agreement. How can two work together in business? How can two work together in ministry? How can two work together in marriage except they agree? This is the word of the Lord. Now I want to bring it home. About it amazes me that in the Bible is mostly unbelievers that know how to pick teams. Pharaoh picked Joseph. His brothers did not pick him. Nebuchadnezzar picked Daniel. The Jewish leaders did not pick him. There's something wrong about church people. Maybe we're too spiritual. We don't have our spirituality is not matched by sense. And we need to put it into balance. That's why you need me. The person you need is the person that balances you. You're skewing too much to over spirituality. You need insight. Because wisdom is the principal thing. I'll show you something. Daniel 5 verse 11. Listen to this. The New Living Translation. This is a man like you and I. The mother of the king went to the king and said, there is a man in your kingdom talking about qualifying yourself to be elected and invited into a winning team. Who has within him the spirit of the holy gods during Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have what? Insight. Understanding and wisdom like that of the gods, your predecessor, the king, your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him what chief overall when you find somebody who should who has the ability to balance you when you find somebody be like Nebuchadnezzar make him chief be like Pharaoh make him chief both of them prospered don't just romance with him you know sometimes you think because somebody came to your life he has to be my wife he has to be my husband sometimes it's not he made him chief so, who is chief in your business? Who is chief in your ministry? Who did you make chief at home? On your board of directors, who is there that should be chief? How did you arrive at it? Bible says, your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him chief overall, just like Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, you are second in command. Nobody nears you. And he prospered. Oh my God. Even all the land, the cattle, everything came to him. You know what? The reason is if you don't understand how to pick who to partner with, when you get the person, you will make the person your junior associate. No. He made him chief. Potiphar got Joseph. He didn't make him chief. Pharaoh got the same man and made him chief. The whole place is quiet. I read on. The New Living Translation in verse 12, I continue. This is still the queen mother, the, king, uh, the queen mother saying, this man Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, has exceptional ability and is filled with divine knowledge and understanding. He can solve difficult problems 
and he says, call for Daniel. Sometime the person not around, you go and call for them. Most of us think the person must come to me. The person must be around him. He told the king, king, uh, you will be in this problem. Go and send for Daniel. The qualification of the person you stream up with is up on the screen there. Somebody tell me which part is the most important part. I have put it in black and white in front of you. Ah, may God give us insight. What qualification is the most important qualification on the screen? Hmm? Hmm? Uh -uh, one, one, one. Which one? I didn't say. I said one. Which one is the most important? No, no. The one that can solve difficult problems. Let me tell you how life is. The higher you go, the more difficult problems you have to face. Believe me, if I make you the governor of Lagos State, you will sweat tire. You will sweat tire. If they offer me president of Nigeria, I tiptoe out of the room because Omo, what you are going to meet there, this one that I sleep, and my sleep is sweet, no sleepo. He's able to solve difficult problems. Life can give you a position that you're not ready for the problems. You go and look for a Daniel partner. Don't turn down the position. Just look for your Daniel. That's a good place to clap. How many people do you know? And how come you don't celebrate people that you see can solve difficult problems? Why do you think you're mates? The higher up you go, for those of you that are CEOs, those of you that have seen some promotion, is it not true? Uneasy lies the head. See, if you are still lower, you are talking, che, 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 I have a problem, you don't know nothing. When you are a boss, your wage bill is 15 million every month before you can even think of yourself. You will know. Today, if I have 15,000, I, I don't have 15,000. 15 million every month. And you must pay. Nobody cares how you feel. Hello. Sure, you're asking for promotion. Promotion means you pay more salaries. Are you ready? If I call people for promotion, will you come? If you're going to be promoted, you're going to feed more mouths, whether you like it or not. When wealth increases, the Bible says there are more people to chop it. They will chop your money. They will chop it well. They, they will come from everywhere. And you cannot say, have you gone to a big man's house? Do you know how many people live there? They cook soup. Uh, every day, now goats, they, they kill a cow. You said they go there, they chop. You say, Father, bless me. Father, bless me. Bless me. Uh, okay. You need somebody that can solve difficult problems. And when you meet the person, you better partner with the person. These kings were not believers, but they were smarter than believers. The, the children of this world are proven to be smarter in their generations than the, the children of the kingdom. What I have to say about that is look for teammates or partners who can solve difficult problems. When Peter's net was breaking, do you know Peter did not solve the problem? He signaled to his partners who knew how to deal with that situation.
when you face a, a situation you do, are not competent for, what matters who is, who is your partner? That's why you can't partner with somebody who is a replica of yourself. Most of us are drawn to people who are just like us. So the day you face something that is different from both of you, you both get buried alive. May God help us in Jesus' name. So, look for teammates and partners who can solve difficult problems. Avoid people who think nothing of causing problems. Hello. Do you know people that think nothing of causing problems? In fact, their vocation, come on now, is to cause problems. Do you know such people? Everybody is quiet. Do you know people who have a penchant of causing difficult problems? You, generally, there are more people around us that cause problems. Very, very rarely do you find somebody that can solve problems. So when you find a person, you need to say, Lord, this is the day the Lord has made. And you begin to make your, uh, make your play how you can be on the same team. The question is, are you a problem solver? Or are you a problem causer? If you want to be on my team, I have to see that you're not a problem causer. I have to see that you demonstrate to be a problem solver. There are people watching you. If you most and generally very successful people are very good at sorting out people. If they find out that you're a problem solver, they will always make offers. I can't remember, honestly, if I've ever... I can't remember any application that I've written for any job I held. Never. Never. I'm just talking to somebody and they say, can you... I've served as director in shipping, in oil and gas, and all that. They offer me. Because that's how they got there. They got there by seeing people can solve problems. Then I asked them, why do you think I can do it? They said, forget that one. From what I've seen about you, you can do it. You need to develop the ability of spotting problem solvers. Generally, Nigeria is full of problematic people. They cause problems from when they wake up and everywhere they go. You love them. But if you are going to take care of them, you go to find a problem solver. May God help us in Jesus' name. And you ought to become a problem solver yourself. I want to show you what happens when you become a major problem solver. Verse 14, New Living Translation. It says, I have heard that you have the Spirit of God. This is the king talking to Daniel now. Listen to the conversation. I've heard. Femi Paul, you're a problem solver. That you're filled with insight and understanding and wisdom. Nothing new. I am told that you can give interpretations and do what? And solve difficult problems. It says if you can. Nobody gives you those benefits if you can't. That's why you should listen to me and refashion yourself to be a major problem solver. And you can be invited to the best things. If you can. It says, you will be clothed in purple robes of royal honor, and you will have a gold chain placed around your neck, and you'll become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. The message translation says, the message translation says, so if you can, you will be rich and famous. Someone say amen. Yeah. 
No, point at me, say amen. Point at me, I say amen. It says, if you can solve difficult problems for me, you will be rich and famous. <laughs> A purple rope, the great gold chain around your neck, and third in command in the kingdom. Praise God. If you get yourself qualified, To be a partner, fit to be a partner in a winning team, this is the result. Daniel didn't ask for a job. It's offered to him. The person that told you that the, the way to write application, how to do CV, is the best way to prosper, is a compound lie. If you're a great problem solver, your reputation will precede you. Daniel did not tell the king who he was. Somebody was telling the king. And the king sent for him. Just like the king sent for Joseph. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are the next person to be called for. What kind of amen is that? What kind of amen is that? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> You'll be rich and famous. You went almost there. When that ambassador was talking to you, she was weighing you. So make sure you stay in communication. Because one time you just say, get on the next plane. You say, why? Just get on the next plane. Rich and famous. She called you yesterday. See me after the service. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. She knew her, eh? Uh -huh. That's your people around me. I said, the king will send for you. The question is, why will he send for you? Because you're in trouble or because you can solve a problem? Do you know what? When I give you a task, I'm training you to be a problem solver. Some people say, no, and they mess it up. Your record is showing. If you do well, I will mention it. And then somebody will mention it. Then somebody will say, that person you mentioned, can you send the person to me? Full stop. Most and generally, let me tell you something. When people offer you a job, your CV doesn't matter. I remember I told somebody, I said, but you have not even asked me my qualification. I said, it does not matter. What I've heard you say and how you said it overqualifies you. And says, write what you want. The kind of car you want. The kind of income. He say, if I cannot afford it, I'll tell the bank to give me. Because what you will do for me, what you bring to me, is more than what you will ask me for. That's the first time I realized that. People will pay you anything. They will borrow money to pay you if they feel you can solve the problem. Praise God. I said, praise God. Is somebody blessed this evening? You want to say something? If you want to say something, just put up your hand because I don't want you to just listen to me. I want to give you one last thing. Bring my main slide up. Bring my main slide up. I want to show you something. When God wants to settle you, you must learn how to pick winning mates and partners. Then you must also learn how yourself you'll be qualified. What I say when I dress up every morning, I say I don't know who I'm going to meet. Every day, I put myself on display. I am absolutely deliberate. I know some people have my videos they've kept. They've been thinking, what should I say to him? How do I say it? What, if I ask him, will he agree? The general thing is, for me, people are afraid to make me offers because they think I'm going to say, what's that? Did I tell you? No, 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 please. 
And I say, Lord, the one that is good, let the person be bold to tell me. Grace assembly. I said, Grace assembly. (laughs) Some people are, you're very sensitive. You know where I'm going. One time, the work you did for 20 years, in two months, you reap everything. Look at the amen. Let me show you something about when the time comes. I'm going to read a text to you how to test people that you want to put on your team. There's a version of scripture that shows us how to do that. Give me Judges 7. I'm going to read verses 3 to 7 very quickly. My time is gone. This is the story of Gideon. When Gideon was called by the Lord to do something, to be number one, judge and valiant man and great man of God, everything, he said, I can't. He said, me? I'm the least. But God knew he can. That's what happens about people who come and make you offer. They know what you can do more than you yourself. Somebody, you're going to get a major offer in the name of Jesus. It says, now therefore, the Lord said to him, now therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people you gather, 32,000 people he felt he needed, saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. So he had 32,000, I beg your pardon, 32,000. But the Lord still said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them down to the water. And what will happen? And I will test them for you. Never put yourself in a permanent partnership relationship without testing. Don't be so excited. It says, and I will test them for you there. Father, in the name of Jesus, this season, help us to get it right. Whosoever we're going to put on our team this time, I I said this time because we have bungled a lot of things. Father, help us to test them. And that we know that they belong to our winning team. They're not imposters. They're not people that social climbing. They're people that will do what needs to be done to compliment us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, I will test them for you that then it will be that of whom I say, this, is one, this one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. Of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you. The one, that same shall not go. Will somebody say, I hear you, Lord? Because sometimes we do over Sabi. So Gideon brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, there is a test that God will give you. Love is free. The position on the willing team must be earned. I hope you heard me. You love everybody, but to be on my, go, on my team, no, 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 no. You must be tested. And many tests we have failed in the past. This one that is coming, we can't afford to miss it. What we need to know and how to prepare ourselves, Father, help us to get it right now. 
and the people that we want to put on our team to help us to test them well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog, you shall set apart by himself. Like us, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to the mouth, were 300 men, but all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Verse 7. Then, Gideon, then the Lord said to Gideon, by these 300 men who lapped, I will save you, which means I will settle you. Whether you're the smallest of your family house, your tribe is the smallest, I will settle you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. I said, let the other people go. Did you hear what I said? Let the other people go. Say it again. Let the other people go. Every man to his place. It means they're not in your place. Let them go to their place. The problem with a lot of people is you won't let them go. Verse 7, Judges 7, 8b, now says, And Gideon did what? Read with me. Gideon sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and did what? He retained those 300. The problem sometimes is you meet somebody that should be your partner or your winning team. But you do not tie yourself to them. So for a season they're with you, you don't retain them. Then somebody snatches them. May God help us. And he retained those 300 men. Let me give you the equation. I think you have the equation there. 32,000 people started the race. Only 300 passed the test. When you divide 32,000 by 300, you get 106. It means approximately only one out of 106 people you meet will qualify as a good winning teammate or partner. There's a lot of arithmetic in the Bible. There's a book called The Arithmetic of God. This is one of them. One out of 106 people. If you don't learn how to pick a winner, what are the chances you pick the right one? Only one out of 106 is right. So when I talk like this, you should be celebrating people like us who teach you that picking a winning teammate is not as easy as you think. One out of 106. And if somebody is going to pick you too, that's how difficult the person worked to be able to find you. And the Bible says, he sent every man back to wherever their, their place is, but he retained them. When you find the person who is going to bring your potential and make you a superstar, celebrated, rich, and famous, ah, may you not just be with them for three months, may you retain them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Potiphar discovered Joseph, but did not retain him. You know what Pharaoh did? Pharaoh gave him the position and told him, go and bring your father. Go and bring your brothers. Give them coaching. So why? To retain him, he had to sort out all his loved ones. When you want to retain the person that is important to you, you will go outside of your comfort zone. 
you know what you're going to get even when jacob died joseph went to bury him and came back which means if he just stayed for like seven years after the famine and goes what he built may disappear he made him a permanent citizen his sons were born there and he the heart and ear let him hear what the spirit is saying have you learned something today I want you to stand to your feet. Hmm. Give me First Thessalonians 5 and 21. Read that with me. One, two, three, go. But test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good. To that, hold fast. To that, retain. That's what it means. The message translation says, on the other hand, quickly, on the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything and everybody and keep only what is good. Lift up your hand to God in prayer and say, Lord, as you want to settle me this year, the counsel of the Lord has come to me and I, I, I align with the wisdom that comes about. Give me insight to know who to put on my winning team. Help me to know who to partner with meanwhile help me to even myself be ready and prepared and qualified to be a winning partner myself so when i ask somebody to join me they won't say me and you you that you're not on my level no 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 help me to be prepared so that apart from forming my own winning team i'll be invited to join many winning teams this is the best prayer you can pray because god will do his own side his own part, we ought to get ours right. Pray, say, Lord, help me to test and prove all things and recognize what is good and help me, like Gideon, to hold fast and to retain every person that should be on my winning team. Help me not to trivialize them. Help me not to pick quarrels with them. Help me not to, to walk away from them. Lord, help me not to be gullible and join with people whose lips are very smooth but they have nothing to offer help me to check out everything and everybody and help me to keep and retain what is good father we thank you god give us insight on how to pick winning teammates and partners help us to obtain the foresight of allowing ourselves to be prepared to be qualified that we may be invited to levels that people will be astonished father in this year that you're settling oh lord settle me just like joseph everything about him told him he was top top quality man but when the day came it was proven pray say lord everything i feel about myself in the year you're settling men and women let it be proven in the name of the lord jesus it's been a long time coming but lord i'm ready lord teach me prepare me open my eyes give me insight help me to obtain foresight so that i can make the masterful decision and my generations be blessed hear from lord it will be nothing short of major testimonies of divine settlement to you O oh god be all the glory and please blessed be the name of the lord in jesus name we have prayed amen. say amen and amen and amen now glory to god point at me and say god is going to settle you i said point to me and say you are going to enter a winning team
Pastor Collins is having mercy on me. He did like this, then he did like this to himself. Put your hands together for yourself. What a great people that you are. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to thank God. My time is far, far gone. But have we spent good time? Have we made good use of this? Are you, are you better than where you came in or not? Are you ready to be invited? Are you going to meet somebody and say, you should be on my team? Glory to God. 